Welcome to the Isaac Carlson Show. And I talk everything sports, mostly football, though. But Tim Tebow, right out the gate, he's been top jersey seller and everything. He's been going. And I'll put a picture of him right now. But he is jacked. Like, he's probably, like, the strongest person on that team. Just the way he looks. And they're in, like, they're, like, five or something days, five, six days, something as of this recording, into the OTAs. And he's catching passes, getting in and out of breaks. I'll put a video up right now of him going, er, getting hit by a bag. Then you'll see him cut out, getting in and out. And it's been interesting what what he has been doing. But when it comes to blocking, that's when it does not get very good against the normal DN, just the average average DN in the NFL. He's going to get messed up. And I think that's where his problems are going to come if he's blocking. But it doesn't matter if he's catching every single pass. But he is looking good. And it's either going to be a high or low. And people have been hating on him. Just People have just been hating on him straight up. Because they're like, when they... When they see this, the video that I put, just put up, it, the old, like Ryan Clark, one of the ESPN's line, former linebacker for the Steelers, he was like, yo, I would eat Tim Tebow for lunch if he when he saw him doing this. Like, he's like, I wish I had Tim Tebow. Like, I want to mess with Tim Tebow up because he is not ready to be in the NFL. And he's like, 30 years old or something like that. And he's been playing baseball for the... I think he was playing for the Syracuse. Yeah, he's 33. And he was playing for the Syracuse Mets, which is a minor league team for the New York Mets. And now he's coming back to football on a veteran minimum contract. I don't know how that's going to go over, how it's going to go over. I think it's – and Trevor Lawrence said he's a good locker room dude. He's a guy that everybody likes and respects. And everybody has liked Tim Tebow for the most part. It's just people in the media hating on him. But but it's all respectable at the end of the day because Tim Tebow – is not there because he's at a phenomenal he's a phenomenal tight end talent. He's there because he's Tim Tebow. First of all, he's a friend of Urban Meyer and he's just a guy that people would like to have around. And I think this would this hot take hot take presented by nobody. This is very huge for the for the Jacksonville Jaguars, as they have a quarterback that failed in the NFL. That was a former first-round pick. He learns from Trevor Lawrence. He learns from his mistakes. He gets better because of 
of Tim Tebow there, sh- showing him, hey, that did not work out for me. You probably shouldn't do that. And stuff like that, that should be noted as well. And he's more of a mentor than a player, I'd say. And that's where his value comes in, where he is a person to be there and helping the team through their highs and through their lows and making sure the team's good all the way around. Not just not just there to play in a publicity stunt. This is not a publicity stunt at all. I think he's there to be a, a good player. And hopefully, I think he might. I don't know if he knows this, but he's probably not going to play. But there is some over-unders for And this is surprising. His over-under is two and a half touchdowns for the touchdowns. But the yards is 12 and a half yards. Which, the yards give me the over. The touchdowns give me the under. Because there is no way the the Jaguars are just getting that many touchdowns like that. I just think that's nearly impossible for the Jaguars. And also, it seems like Tim Tebow is not there to be a tight end. He is there to be a great person for his teammates and to lift up Trevor Lawrence and make him a better NFL player as well. And also, ex-running back Brandon Jacobs of the New York Giants got inspired by Tim Tebow to get back, not as a running back, which he was, but as a D-line. And he's very serious about being a D-lineman, and here's his tweet. He's like, I'm really serious about coming back as a defensive end. I can still run. I am strong. And there's no way Tim Tebow is a better athlete than I am. And I'll put a picture of of him but on YouTube. I just need a shot. That's it. If I can't cut it, I'll take it. It like a man, just give me one shot. That's all. So you're saying, just give me one workout, then I'll get out of this face. No, but but with how he's looking and how Tim Tebow went down into that pad, it looks like Brandon Jacobs could just throw him down onto the ground and just bully him around. Like, they're... Is no way Brandon Jacobs, anybody but Brandon. I think that everybody's like, yo, why are they even trying? Because there's no shot from Hosley Foot. Like, Brandon Jacobs, I don't think he can come back as a D-lineman. He's like, and is, he's like very, I don't know how old he is. He's 38. Like, there's no way, no way ever, I, I believe. But, hey, there's always a shot. There's always a shot. And I think that people are underestimating people 
They're just underestimating NFL players. And I think that if the NFL has players come back, I don't know what that's saying, really. At all. Like, there's nothing for them to do. And this is just very interesting because I feel like his is more of a publicity stunt as he, he is just a running back that's probably has had damage and stuff like that. So I don't know where they're going. He's going with this one because it just seems out of, out of, out of my mind. Like there's no way a person like him is gonna come back. That'd just be that'd be a great story. I love to, for him to prove me wrong. I love I love for a lot of people to prove me everybody to prove me wrong. If I say something, but. Julio Jones, it seems like he's going he's going to leave Atlanta. It's just when it's it seems like it's gonna be after June first. There's been some talks that he might be going to he might be going to Seattle as they are in discussion. The Seahawks are in discussions with the Falcons for a trade. And it seems like th- th- there's some big, big stuff going around there. As as it comes out, there there's been some offers that people have made apparently, and they are not they are not up to the par that I thought they were going to be at all. I thought that they were going to be much, much better than what they are, then I'm like, how how are teams able to get away with lowballing a person like, to lowballing a person like Julio Jones, who has at least three more good years left at minimal, minimum, at least three good more years there's been issue issues about people saying, "Oh yeah, he doesn't ha- he's not healthy or whatever." I think that's not true at all because he's had a pretty clean record and he can just go up and get it. And and here are some ESPN people think of some trades that would work out for both sides. This is the Raven possible Ravens trade. This is um, Jamilson Henderson offer as he is a as if he was the Ravens GM. The Ravens would send a 2022, so this next year's draft second rounder, and the Chiefs, which is which they got from the Orlando deal, the Chiefs 2022 fifth rounder, which. If I'm the Ravens and I'm able to get that, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Like, I don't care about the cap, nothing. That's Julio Jones, and Lamar Jackson hasn't had anybody to throw to at all. Like, that's just 
what are people doing trying to what are people trying to do when they're not giving when they're not Julio Jones is like must be the most underrated player and he wants to win so he might be going to the Ravens cuz they seem they're the last couple of years they've been winning and also another team Patriots Mike Reese's offer as the Patriots GM and 2022 second rounder in Jarrett Stidham. Which, for the Atlanta Falcons, they do not have a really a backup quarterback to Matt Ryan. Which, Jarrett Stidham, not too bad. We'll see, we'll see what we can do about that. And a second rounder, that's better than the... I, I'd say that's better than the Ravens offer there. And Julio Jones is getting a pretty good deal out of this as well as the Patriots. They're getting Mac Jones, who's up, has Mac Jones. They don't need Jarrett Stidham anymore, who's a dude that can just distribute the ball to everybody. And it's going to be nice with Nelson Aguilar, Johnny Smith, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. He has two first names. One at the last, one at the beginning. Hunter Henry. <laughs> That's funny. And there's also, like, Johnny Smith, Nelson Aguilar. Like, they've revamped their offense. And it's Bill Belichick is not spending a first-round draft pick on a quarterback for no reason. He is spending it for a reason. And he knows he's the guy because... Alabama, Nick Saban, he's a – Mac Jones, he's a go-getter, and he's going to get it done for the Patriots. I, he, He's a guy that will go get the job done for the Patriots 100%. And I'd love to have him on. That would be, be very, very awesome. And also, a 49ers who are in the discussion because – they really do not have a top, top wide receiver like an uh, A plus wide receiver. But even still, like, why aren't the Falcons thinking of this this way? Next year, he can be our a rental that we trade away next year if we're not doing good. But this year, we have Kyle Pitts, we got Calvin Ridley, two good wideouts, then basically another third wideout. Why not Kyle Pitts? Then. I don't know what they have for running back, but I remember last year they had Todd Gurley. They're, like, loaded no matter what. And the 49ers picked Nick Wagner's offer, if he was the 49ers GM. Said that 2022, next year's second rounder, and a 2023 fourth rounder as well. Those are ones, if I was the 49ers and able to get, take those in a heartbeat. And the Titans... For Teron Davenport, offer if he was on Titans GM, send a 2022 third rounder and Rashawn Evans. Sean Evans, pretty good linebacker. Not a Will Compton type of linebacker, but a good linebacker. And I think that that would be the Falcons. They have, I believe they have a Jones dude. But 
I think they're going to be looking for more draft capital. And I feel like if that is so, if so, like, people are lowballing. Like, super, super, so, super, super lowballing. And my offer would be a first rounder, next year's first rounder, and a third rounder. Just like that, we got Julio Jones. He got a couple more good years. We're rocking and rolling. If we're the Patriots, we got a guy that can go up, grab the ball, even when it's cold outside, and be like the Randy Moss of the team. Like, um, Tom Brady, when he had Randy Moss, he was putting up record-breaking numbers because he had an actual dude to throw to besides Julian Edelman. Like, if you give a dude, uh, one of the top talent, a good quarterback, they will, they will, um, produce, and I'm surprised to from that. And it's also been leaked that Jeff Darlington's heard that there's they used to go after a first rounder, but not now. It's not really. It's more of like a second and third rounder. That's just so so so. They're just digging themselves a hole in Atlanta. And they're going to get rid of him and not get the best, I think, out of it. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers on Monday night, ESPN. I believe it was Monday. It was Monday or Sunday or Tuesday. It was Monday or Sunday night on ESPN Sports Center. Shout out Sports Center. He Aaron Rodgers talked to Kenny Maine. Which this was Kenny's last um, um, Sports Center, and he's and Aaron Rodgers. They talked a little bit at the beginning. It was a little odd. They're like, "Hey, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Kenny, I, I really appreciate what you did. You made when I was watching it. I'd always watch it over and over because you guys brought us such a great." He did a big shout out to Sports Center, which really got me into sports. I gotta give them a shout out because them, Steve Levy, Kenny Maine as well, and so many other anchors that were good. Said he said, "What's up with the Packers?" And Aaron Rodgers said, "You know what? I love Jordan. Jordan Love." He's a great kid. He's a great kid. I have a lot of fun working together with him. And he's just being brutally honest with him. I love the coaching staff. I love my teammates. I love the fan base of Green Bay. It's been an incredible 16 years that I've had there. It's just kind of about the philosophy. And maybe forgetting that it's not about the people that makes that make the thing go. It's about the character, it's about the cu- culture, it's about doing things the right way. A lot of a lot of this was put in a pos- in motion last year and the wrench was just kind of a throw into when I won MVP and I played the way I played last year. So this is just the kind of stuff a spill out 
a spell out of that. So, what he's saying is, I dislike the front office people. The front office people are ruining Aaron Rodgers in the Packers. What do you want? I think Aaron Rodgers wants, he's been talking about this, transparency. Like, I understand. I I have nothing against Jordan Love. I, I Matter of fact, I love the guy to death. But you guys, matter of fact, I love Green Bay to death, the fan base. And Matt LaFleur, he was a little yeah, about him, but now it's good. But now he's like, I just want transparency. Like, if you're going to move on from me eventually, be straight up. Because I watched his reaction to it, and he was kind of surprised. He did not know what they were doing at all. And he was not transparent, and he's like, that's just not the way you do it. You got to be transparent with, with your biggest player on the team. And he ended up winning an MVP. Like, what are the Packers going to do now? You know what I mean? And now they're getting in a tough position because they put themselves in a tough position because they did not talk to Aaron Rodgers before that draft. When they traded up, traded up to get a quarterback that he didn't have the at least heads up of, like, hey, Aaron, we might get, we might draft a quarterback. We might draft a quarterback this year. Just a little heads up. Like, they probably didn't even give him that. Like, what do you expect? And it's so, so, so sad when you see a team like that get messed up by a, by a team that really didn't have an owner and just wasn't transparent with Aaron Rodgers at all, which... I think that he was super frustrated about that. That I just want the I just want it done the right way, and it was not done the white the white the right way at all. And the Minnesota Vikings got rejected by the Panthers in the NFL draft in the first round when they tried to trade up to the eighth spot and try to get Justin Fields. But instead, the Panthers just rejected them, which I thought, wait, why would they do that? Because they could have traded back, get some capital, and still get a good cornerback, at least Caleb Farley. At least Caleb Farley. Maybe even one of the other ones, maybe the second option, if Patrick Sertan or uh, what's it, another kid's, another person's base. Is gone. And I'm like, Panthers, that, that's bad business. Matt Rule's a little sus there. I don't know what he's doing at all. Like, he's kind of creeping me out. I don't understand. I don't think he's a good, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a NFL coach. I think he's a great college coach, 100%. He turned Baylor around which was from nothing to something to something amazing that they almost won the Big 12 
And now they're making a little decision where they don't really have a quarterback. They have they just have Sam Darnold, not the best offensive line. Like there's nothing really for them to go off of. And Julio Jones is going going and he here he is gum. And according to VS Sportsline odds makers, here are the odds for his next team. Patriots plus 200. This would be super huge for the Patriots. They have the cap room this year. They might have spent it all. Who knows? But the Patriots have gotten it done. And right behind them, plus 300, 49ers. They're going to be traded after June, June 1st because I think that some of the guaranteed – some of the cap hit gets lowered as it's later and on into the season. 49ers be a great option as well. Brandon Ayuk could come into that role as the number one, but he could also be 1A, 1B, come up behind him. And they also got Debo Samuel, Samuel, who's also like a George Kittle, but smaller and wide receiver and just runs people over. Also, Titans plus 400. Titans... Big, big, big. A.J. Brown's been a big, big advocate of, hey, we got to get our get Julio Jones in here. I don't got much help right now, and I want to learn from this dude as well. Like, there's nothing wrong with the Titans because they, they run 50% and they pass 50%. It's those two. They're pretty balanced. They're the most balanced team in the NFL. But – I think that if they get Julio Jones, that'd be a whole nother level with them. As Ryan Tannehill can throw back shoulder fades to him as well. And the Raiders, the Raiders plus 600. They need it bad too. They really have Henry Ruggs, and that's about it. Having that third, that second, the first option, on the taking the stress away from Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller would be huge because Darren Waller's not running routes all the time. Sometimes it's just sometimes it's just wide receivers, especially if they're bringing in a blitz. And the Ravens plus seven hundred. They really got Rashawn Bateman, who's a go up and get it type of player, but Julio Jones would would give a, a guy that the Ravens don't have to worry about it at all. He can just get the job done now. And that's what the Ravens need now. 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 And that'd be huge. The Chargers plus 900. Let me see. They got Keenan Allen. Yeah, that's about it. So, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. They don't really have a guy to go out that goes up. But the way Justin Herbert throws the ball, I don't I don't see them I don't see them going after Julio Jones like that. I don't see Tom Telesco going after Julio Jones. And who knows, the Bears, they might be able, excuse me. The Bears and the Chargers, they might be up for sell too. As the Spanos family, they're having some trouble. And the Bears who knows what they're going to do? Two, 
pretty good franchises if you have the money to buy. And the Colts at plus 1,000, 10x in your money. Um, I think that the Colts, solid option. T.Y., Michael Pittman's coming up to that level. You got T.Y. T.Y.'s a solid slot, dude. If you get an if you get an outside guy, yeah, that'd be that'd be very good. And the Packers plus twelve hundred. I don't know about the Patriots. The Packers. The Packers. It'd be pretty cool because you'd have you could play Devontae Adams as the slot, and he can still do back shoulders fades. But you can also have. You could have them both on the same side, and br- and they can't they can't get put two on each of them, and on the other side they can have also on that same side or the other side they'd have Marquis Valquez- Valdez Scanting Scantling, who's super 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 fast, and that'd be interesting to see. And the Dolphins plus fourteen hundred, fourteen hundred. They don't really have anything besides they have Devontae Parker, Mike Gasicki, and Jalen Waddle coming up. So they're they're not gonna be deep into the Julio Jones. But the Jaguars plus fifteen hundred. I think the Seahawks are in there, but people they haven't updated the odds. And I think that the Jaguars plus fifteen hundred they really, really, really they had one go to wide receiver last year, and they really don't need. They don't really have one, so I could see them going there because they are in the AFC, but also in the South AFC. So that I see them playing them for sure too. I could see the Jaguars trading there, and the Cowboys put plus two thousand. He wants to win. He ain't going there. So the most realistic ones, Patriots, 49ers, but 49ers are in the same division. Um, Titans, I'd say Titans, Ravens, Chargers possibly, Colts, Colts for sure. I think Colts are a set in stone. And that would be a very good one. And as of the NBA so far, it looks like LeBron's up 2-1 to one against the Suns, so... Hopefully the Suns haven't come back. So I'm a hundred percent hundred one and two goose eggs. That's what we need. And hope you guys have a great day. See you next time. Peace.